NHL Top 100 list, voted on by the players exclusively. I'm not bothered that Kirk Cousins rose 57 spots and is now ahead of Aaron Rodgers. We know that's not the case. We know there's not a single GM in the league that thinks Cousins is better than Aaron Rodgers. But he had a big year. Players look at the standings and go, ah, Kirk is humming. No, it's the fact that Justin Fields is ahead of Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Players aren't watching the games. Or that Dak now is way ahead of Lamar Jackson. So here's the thing about athletes. NFL players are not watching Red Zone. They're playing the games. They're not doing deep dives on PFF or Warren Sharp's analytics. That's what we do. They're watching highlights. And so if you're a highlight guy, you'll go up the chart. And the truth is they're watching film of the next guy they face. A tackle's watching the edge rusher. Um, Joey Bosa played six games last year. Six games. He's rated ahead of Trevor Lawrence. They're not watching Jags games, apparently. Trevor Lawrence is really good, top 10 quarterback, and led a uh, pretty anemic franchise to the playoffs in a win with a heroic second half comeback. Dak missed five games. Lamar Jackson, who's better than Dak, missed five games. And yet Lamar's injury was talked about a lot more, and so he plummeted in the standings. Well, Dak missed five games, and the Cowboys went four and one when Dak was out. Did you watch the Ravens offense? When Lamar was missing, it dried up. 24 points a game to 13. Basically 50% of the offense left. Dak left, Cooper Cush filled in, Cooper Rush filled in, and it was the same team. <laughs> They're not watching the games. And it's not their job. Their job is to play the games. Some guys play it, some guys play it, think it, some guys watch it, some guys just watch their position. But Lonzo Ball got four all-star votes this past year. He didn't play a single game. Joey Bosa played six games. The other thing is athletes, and I understand this, tend to overvalue sheer athleticism. If you got hops, if you got handles, if you can bust a, you know, a run, if you got speed, players love sheer athleticism, overvalue it. LeBron James, one of the smartest players of my life, one of the absolute smartest basketball players I've ever seen play, thought Russell Westbrook would work. Westbrook's hyper-athletic. Players love a Zach Levine, he's not a winning player. Players love people that play above the rim in the NBA basketball, they love the, the dunk contest, baseball players love the home run derby, NFL players love sheer athleticism, it's more than that. That's why if I was a GM, very rarely would I listen to a player's perspective. You can get a veteran player, they just, you know, go ask him. Is he soft? Is he tough? What do you hear in the league? I think that has value. The old Draymond Green guys you can lean on, been around. Who do you struggle to defend? You can go to a great offensive player. Hey man, who is, who, who gives you fits? I think you can go sometimes to a, an offensive tackle and go, hey man, we're looking at this rush end. How hard is he to block? I think there's value in all that stuff. But players aren't paying attention. They're not grading and watching Warren Sharp and PFF and the red zone, and that is not their job. It's why I bring athletes on the show, but we're picky, increasingly picky. Dak and Lamar, you gotta be kidding me. Justin Fields' highlights are great. You think he's better than Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> Come on now, Joey Bosa barely played last year, but nobody watches Jacksonville. And you can see in these players' lists. I got nothing against Kirk Cousins. 
he rose 57 spots? <laughs> did he get that much better? No. But they got better in the standings, and sometimes that's all it takes. So never, never tempt the football gods. Sean Payton came out last week and ripped another coach. And the football god said, we do not like that. Pipe down. Tim Patrick, wide receiver Broncos, Monday tears an ACL, out for the year. KJ Hamler, another receiver, got some heart palpitations, some concern, out for a while. Karma strikes Sean Payton in Denver. Also, by the way, never screw with a guy with a shaman. Don't mess with Aaron Rodgers. Darkness retreat changed him, different cap. But I had said a couple weeks ago, that I know who's gonna win divisions, and I know who's gonna finish fourth. There's a lot of second and third place battles. Jets, Dolphins, I'm gonna just watch camp. I wanna watch the injuries, I wanna see how players develop. Chargers, Broncos. I think I like the Chargers, but I wanna watch camp. And Steelers, Ravens. I think I like the Ravens, but a lot of their players top players get hurt a lot outside of Mark Edwards, the tight end, Mark Andrews. And so I, I want to watch camp. In those three specific battles, the Jets, Dolphins, I know the Bills are really good, and I know the Patriots don't have much firepower. I want to watch the Jets and Dolphins camp games. Chargers, Broncos, Ravens, Steelers. Well, this now solidifies what I thought I was going to pick. I'm going to take the Chargers over the Broncos in the AFC West. So why? First of all, in a passing league, two receivers for a new coach and a quarterback that needs to really deliver are now out. Simultaneously, Dustin Quentin Johnson, Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver, the rookie for the Chargers out of TCU, is crushing it at camp. So much so, the Chargers may use Mike Williams in the slot because Quentin Johnson has been so good in camp. So now it's Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quinton Johnston. They have a surplus. And now, what are the Broncos relying on at wide receiver and a revamped offensive line? Well, look at it. Jerry Judy never had a 1,000-yard season. Uh, Cortland Sutton, who I think is four years removed from his best season. And a rookie, Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. Could be good. We don't know. So that's the difference. It's, it's not a big thing. I thought it would go down to the last couple weekends of the year, but Quinton Johnston for the Chargers, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they have a good four too, by the way. Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, they've got a better quarterback, a better O-line, and now better weapons. Who am I gonna take? I'm gonna take the Chargers. So this stuff matters. Jerry Judy, we're still waiting. Cortland Sutton, we're waiting for the player we saw three, four years ago, and a rookie. It matters. Do not mess with anybody with a shaman. Aaron Rodgers and the football gods did not like what Sean Payton said. Tempting fate, that's all I'm saying. But this morning, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. I feel confident about it. Well, we live in a more distracted time than we ever have. Our phones have a lot to do with it. 
Go to a restaurant, look around. Go to a park, look around. Go anywhere and look around. People are on their phones driving. Look at that car next to you on the freeway. Somebody's on their phone. And because of that, when people are distracted, you have to get their attention. Sports, very popular, but it only works in 2023 when you create urgency. We don't watch college basketball. We do in March. We don't watch soccer. We do at the World Cup. It's what hurts baseball. Shortening the game helps. It helps 7%. Attendance up, ratings up. But there's too many damn games in the season. The regular season doesn't matter. The Nationals won the World Series in 2019. They didn't get over 500 till June 30th. The Braves won the World Series in 2021. They didn't get over 500 until early August. You don't have to watch the games. That's way past the trading deadline for the Braves. But in football, the first game matters. Don't think it does? Listen to this stat. Teams that start 0-1, only 25% make the playoffs. If you start 1-0, over half the league, over 50% make the playoffs. And so go look at week one and how vital, because of the league's popularity, stories explode. Narratives are formed by week two. Three games really jump out to me as crucial in week one. Packers at Chicago, Dallas at the Giants, Bills at the Jets. Let's talk Packers at the Bears. We don't know what Jordan Love is. There's not high pressure. They've dominated this division for most of the last 20 years. The pressure's on Justin Fields. If Chicago at home with veteran playmakers and better overall offensive talent now, I would argue that Green Bay loses. Justin Fields is 5-21 and 21 as a starter. Uh-oh, we got the wrong guy. We don't have a guy. Jordan Love, the expectations are low. Justin Fields, there's this silly, nonsensical MVP talk. Year three is the time that front offices make a decision. Chicago has to win that game. We don't know what Jordan Love is. We don't know what Justin Fields is, but there is hype everywhere. They're at home. They have better in playmakers like DJ Moore, Cole Commits getting older, Robert Tanyan, Claypool. Chicago has to win or it gets a little surly by week two. Take Dallas and the New York Giants. Mike McCarthy's taking over play calling. Uh-oh, 7-12-1, last 20 games he calls plays. There's already heat on him. He's the number one coach on the hot seat topic in the NFL. Dak coming off a high interception year. They play the Giants. Giants, we kind of feel like we're a little ahead of schedule last year. It's still a rebuilding roster if you look at their offensive personnel, tight end, wide receiver after Saquon. What are they? What if the Giants upset them? Week 2, Dallas in trouble. How about Buffalo at the Jets? This is the one game not just the Bears or Dallas with Heat, both are. Very rocky offseason. Stephon Diggs, Buffalo. Can Sean McDermott figure out that offensive line and run game eventually? They added a tight end so they have better personnel, but the division now is as good as it's ever been. And how about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? Start look at that New York Jets schedule. If they lost to Buffalo, then you're at Dallas, New England, Chiefs, Eagles. Uh-oh, really ugly, really fast. Remember, only 25% of the teams, 25% that go 0-1 make the playoffs. Jets Buffalo lose the opener. Do you know what teams make the playoffs when they're 0 2? 12%.
The NFL has always had more urgency than baseball, duh. But the nation has never been more distracted. It's different now. Football had more urgency than baseball in the 70s. We still watch baseball. We weren't as distracted. We're not on our phones. You're driving right now listening on radio in America. Look to your left and right. Somebody's looking at their phone driving. That would have sounded absurd 15, 20 years ago. So week one of the NFL matters, matters a lot. And I think that's the secret sauce to sports and sports success and why the league is pulled away from others. All right, this is interesting. So um, words matter. Sean Payton got in trouble last week, not in trouble, but a lot of pushback because words matter and he ripped Nathaniel Hackett. He takes another little shot at him yesterday talking about Russell Wilson's growth. But I want you to listen carefully. And remember, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, now he's got Russell Wilson. Each day you start again with the corrections. Did he ever say that about Drew Brees? People compare Brees and Russell because they're shorter, smaller than sort of your prototypical quarterback but they're totally different players. Breeze was the great pocket passer, super accurate, get the ball out quickly, always made the right read. Sean Payton viewed him as reliable, predictable, and accurate distributor of his genius, very much Montana to Bill Walsh. Accurate, got it out quickly, made the right read. Perfect for Sean Payton and Bill Walsh. Russell Wilson's different. He's an ad-libber, often prefers the rainbow deep ball, often better out of pocket. He and Drew Brees are not comps. That is not Brees. And I think it's interesting. Listen to the quotes by Sean Payton. I do not remember Sean Payton ever saying about Drew Brees, I'm pleased with his progress. You look at film and you start again with the corrections. So when Sean Payton fired off last week, Aaron Rodgers made a point, and maybe he was right, of saying it sounds like he knows it's going to be rough, it's kind of insecure, it's sort of uh, protecting you in case things go awry. Russell Wilson needs to be molded and shaped by Sean Payton. Drew Brees did not. We often lump quarterbacks based on size. This guy's small, that guy's small. Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson is a reasonable comp, but I could make an argument Drew Brees is more Kirk Cousins. Sit in the pocket, don't ad-lib, get the play, make the throw, get it out quick. Now, Brees is better than Cousins, and Russell's much better than Kyler Murray historically. But it is interesting, if you look now, Tim Patrick's gone, KJ Hamler, the shots at Nathaniel Hackett, is... Sean Payton seeing or realizing this is different. We had Sean Payton on the couch about six months ago. He talked about, I asked him, hey, if you went to Denver, what would you do with Russell Wilson? I'd want to cut up of all Russell's uh, past plays of 30 or more yards from the field. And I'd want to see, are there some schemes that he felt very comfortable with? Like I know that they did a great job in Seattle of bringing him off of a naked boot. Then I'd want to look at uh, a, another film of his red zone touchdown passes inside the 20. And so what I'm asking for from assistance is I'm, I'm asking for some of his greatest hits 
and to make sure that we have those song lyrics available and let's put them in now he's missing two receivers kj hamler tim patrick torn achilles and the comments are if nothing else interesting watch film nuances making corrections russell wilson clearly for what sean payton knows and does has to be molded and shaped not there yet so we thought about this morning the seven wonders of the sports world you've heard the term the seven wonders of the world the seven wonders now some of these are not yet in their prime some in their prime some out of their prime but the seven wonders of the sports world we would say number one would be the greatest young soccer talent of all time Kylian Mbappe won a world camp for France as a teenager was the leading scorer in this World Cup eight goals many believe he'll shatter everything some say he's Pele but more athletic and stronger he just rejected a billion dollar offer to play for Saudi Arabia Kylian Mbappe is number one number two would be Patrick Mahomes right now in America's most popular sport highest passer rating in league history first player in the history of pro football to have multiple championships and MVPs within his first six seasons really now just moving into his prime two Super Bowl wins two MVPs literally we had a guest on earlier talking to scouts around the league there's him there's Mahomes and then even the second best quarterback in the league falls short he's done it without great defenses he's done it without great special teams Patrick Mahomes is too number three for me would be arguably the greatest basketball player ever and that is LeBron James who on any given night is still an incredibly dominant player 19 all-star selections only player in league history 30,000 points 10,000 rebounds 10,000 assists and he could have scored far more Again, what's remarkable is very few injuries. Michael Jordan did not age this well. Magic left the sport early, so did Larry Bird. LeBron, the size, the commitment, the layering, the Swiss Army knife in the history of the sport. Number four has to be a baseball player that we talk about a lot. Shohei Otani. It's incredible. He leads baseball in power stats and allows hitters as a pitcher to hit just 185 so he's arguably the best pitcher and the best power hitter in baseball it's remarkable first player to ever throw a shutout in the first game of a doubleheader and then hit multiple home runs in the second game he runs he's got power it's amazing how he generates the power and he's only 210 pounds there's nothing like it babe ruth did not simultaneously for any extended period of time hit and pitch Otani at some point may make a choice but he remains dominant number five Lionel Messi uh, again with Pele the great soccer talent 26 World Cup matches won the World Cup with Argentina second leading score in this World Cup seven goals one assist he's an all-timer I think number six is a player that is remarkably still underrated Steph Curry the greatest shooter in league history, four-time champ, six finals last nine years. He's as selfless as any great player of all time. Steph Curry can play with Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, multiple head coaches. 
in a sport that now puts a premium on shooting, he has virtually unlimited range. And number seven, Novak Djokovic. He was number one for 389 consecutive weeks. Now think about that. That is in the the Roger Federer, Rafi Nadal years. 389 week, probably, and I grew up with Borg and McEnroe and Connors. When he's playing well, feels like a notch above Nadal and Federer, who are arguably Federer's the second best player of all time. 